Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. From the director of Big Daddy, Sadie Silverman. Welcome back, Harry's Living. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello to our guest this week. We are very excited. Ben Ajay. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, like, I'm happy to be here. Whatever. You asked me to be on here. So I love it. I love that Whatever. excitement out of you. Here to redeem himself after his wife threw him under the bus at least 27 times on the Lady Takeover podcast. Ben J. It was a great podcast. Um, I thought there were a lot of good insights. There were some tense moments when she got home because I think she kind of felt it. As she was walking into the room, she was like, all right, I think I kind of threw him under the bus. Yeah, but, uh, she did. There were some weird comments that we have had to kind of talk offline about. You took it offline. Yep. Everything's good now, though. Is there anything that Everyone's you... on quarantine, so it's fine. Is there anything that you want to make a revision to that she said specifically? <laughs> and now, keep in mind, let's just recap a couple things. One, yeah. she did say that you are big time in the dick pic sending game, which... I've known you a long time. Had no idea. You were just firing off pictures of your dick all the time. Not even close. <laughs> I, have, I have sent dick pics. Absolutely. I would say, I mean, it's probably three to five a year. Something like that. That's a lot. All right. Well, that. I guess I said. I just, I, I don't want to come across as, look, every three or four days, I'm just firing photos of my penis. But. Dude, three to five a year still sounds like a lot. I've sent none a year for my life. Really? I've never, and I never will. That actually stuns me. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll take that as a compliment. Okay. First off, all the girls that were sitting here in this lady takeover, Mm -hmm. all of them, and this is also true for every girl I've ever talked to in my life, said they didn't want a dick pic at all, ever. Mm -hmm. Natalie was the only one who was like, I want him. So, question to you is, if she was in the majority of women who didn't want a dick pic, would you still be sending them? Are you, Question is this. Are you sending them for you or are you sending them for your wife? 2020, you ask for consent. 
we had this conversation at some point, and she was not opposed to it. You bring it up? Um, I think I definitely asked, hey, like, hearing the kids are always sending, like, nudes and stuff. So it was like, hey, is this something that, like, we should use in our... Spice it up. Yeah, like, just spice it up. And she was like, I wouldn't mind it. Damn. Now, most of them are not nude. Just chub. No. No, no. I no, chub, chub in your boxer briefs. So they are like over the pants, over the underwear. It's just like a bulge. Right. That's what I'm saying. Chub in yes. your uh, in your underwear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so the whole like, there's no real like angle here. It's, it's yeah. So, so you, you just take an ab pics? Oh, yeah. Have you been I, doing a lot of crunches of late? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> My back hurts. I have back issues. I can't do crunches anymore. I could do planks, but I can't do planks for more than like 20 seconds. So I don't know what it's it all is. Done to shit. The uh, the dick pic thing. It just fascinates me because I don't have any desire to, to send them. She has zero desire to receive them. I will. Say, I will. I love getting nudes, but I, I, no one in this in our equation wants to see me nude. Really? So going on. So this upcoming August is going to be 20 years that. Natalie J and I have been together. So, twenty years in, maybe you spice it up a little bit. You gotta look for some spice. Who knows? Yeah, everyone's different. Figure out what the fuck you want to do. Hey, look, it's cool, dude. I'm thinking. I'm not ashamed. Yeah, I'm thinking on my first dick pic that I ever send. It's gonna be from behind. It's gonna be someone else's. All right. (laughs) Yeah. First and foremost, I go online and just type into Google "giant big cock." Send that. <laughs> Second one. That's the first version. Second one is I actually take it of myself, but it's just from behind. It's in the mirror. I turn around. I spread eagle from behind and just take it from like under, under from behind in the mirror. That's going to be my first dick pick. <laughs> Anyways, gonna- dude, um, should we get off doing 10 minutes on dick picks and get into this actual podcast by the way tonight at eleven fifty nine p.m quarantine for coronavirus goes into full effect yeah it's been miserable horrible i'm about been, ready to kill myself yeah everyone's been like sheltering in place for like over a week now and it's oh my god my house is a fucking mess yeah but let's not even talk about coronavirus. I'm done hearing about coronavirus in the news 24-7. I'm fucking done with it. It's relentless. Tonight, we are doing a pod. First off, housekeeping, contact information. Do you know it or do you want me to just give it? Oh, I got it. Okay, go ahead. Email, like vicariouslivingpod at gmail.com. On Instagram, hit them up at vicariouslivingpodcast. Hit up the DMs. They will definitely respond. We have never not responded. <laughs> <laughs> they have time. All right. We have They've got so, time on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> so much time. Okay. Ben, tonight, what movie are we doing? Give an announcement officially for the pod. We are watching Saving Silverman, which is one of my favorite comedies. And it is a movie that... We watched again tonight, obviously, and stands up to the test of time. Dude, I, I was I was almost crying in like multiple parts. I know. 
This is going to be a tricky pod to do because... Very difficult. Honestly, I could just play clips the whole time. I just say, hey, kids, guess what? I'm not actually going to say any words on this podcast. I'm just going to play like 37 Jack Black clips. And it's going to be amazing. But we're going to give a little content. Um, Let me give you some fun facts about this movie. I've literally been waiting all day for the fun facts for this because I've seen it so many times and I have done no research whatsoever. I love that. I'm looking forward to the Rotten Tomatoes as well because I've been thinking about that all day. Okay, cool. First fun fact. 2001, this movie was released, directed by Dennis Dugan. Double D. Double D. Everyone knows him. Everyone actually does know him. Mm -hmm. He has a cameo in this movie as a referee who gets murdered. He gets impaled with a yardage marker. Yeah. The down and distance marker. He gets murdered in this movie. Director cameo. Some of the other movies he's done. Problem Child from 1990. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Classic comedy. That's with the redhead kid? Yeah. Yeah. And there were like three or four of them too. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just started collaborating with Adam Sandler all the time. As you do. And just became like Adam Sandler's director. So he did Happy Gilmore. Also worked with uh, Chris Farley a lot. Did Beverly Hills Ninja, Big Daddy, Benchwarmers. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You don't mess with the Zohan and all of the Grown Ups movies. Directed all that shit. So that makes a ton of sense. There's definitely a vibe to the um, slapstick that happens in this. Oh, yeah. Like I just, especially Happy Gilmore, I'm thinking of because i can just see every single fucking scene in that so by the way your levels are a lot better uh when you're not talking about dick pics so keep those levels (laughs) keep those audio levels um i'm shy my biggest though do you know what this guy looks like this director dennis dugan no he is i mean there was like a split second before he got impaled but outside of that no i'm gonna paint a visual for you okay happy gilmore oh yeah 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 He's is the, he the commissioner? Yeah. 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 He's the, I saw that. the guy who like is always coming down on that mom from Modern Family. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Oh, I'm not going to get that. Well, yeah. You all know who she is, kids. He's the Which, one who's like her boss. People for a long time. Like, I did not know for a long time that she was from Happy Gilmore as well. But anyways, how wild is that? That that guy, the commissioner, is the director of all these fucking Adam Sandler movies and I stuff. Did not and know this, yeah. Saving Silverman. Fun fact. I like it. Yeah. So before we get into our player breakdown, Jason Biggs, he said this film is based on a quote, universal problem of girlfriends who control who their partners are friends with. End mm. quote. Mm. Now, again, that quote was probably made in 2000 before everyone was fucking woke as shit. He could never make that quote nowadays. So I would kind of like to know what age he was when that happened, because I feel like most guys before you're like 28, yeah, maybe 30, you're like, oh, dude, like. no girl's ever going to change me. Like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> my boys are my boys. And then once you turn 30, it's like, yeah, just whatever, babe. Yeah. I don't want to argue. Yeah. I just, I, it's not worth the argument. And it's actually, it's like your friends are kind of worth the argument, but you just don't want to fucking deal with it. Yeah. But he probably made it when he was like 27, right on the cusp. He's also, 
He's also a very sarcastic guy. He and his wife are actually really good follows on Instagram and stuff. Um, yeah, you were saying that. They've got really funny like back and forth and they show up in their videos and stuff. So he is relatable and it seems like all I can think of is him in American Pie and Saving Silverman and that's kind of it. Right. Let's that's save time ago. anything else on him because we'll get to him uh, in deeper yep. deeper detail in the uh, player breakdown. Second fun fact, Neil Diamond said he wanted no part of this film. So Neil Diamond makes a cameo in this movie and uh, it was just so clear to me that when I was watching it's like, oh, he so just did this to get the paycheck. And, and you could just tell on his face the whole time he did not want to be there. But I don't know like what kind of paycheck he ended up getting because this is not a huge budget on this film. There was a lot of $22 million, by the way. I saw that. That was the budget. Oh, that's tiny. $22 that million, is tiny. that's nothing. So maybe they were like, we're going to give you five hundred grand to literally say one paragraph of lines in this movie. So I think that this may have been the only movie that Neil Diamond has ever been in. That is so unsubstantiated, and I love just treating it as if it's a fact. It is. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I believe that. It has to be. Yeah. Because this is one of the greatest movies of all time, yep. and mm-hmm. if he didn't really even want to be in this, he's definitely not going to want to be in any other bullshit. So, I couldn't agree there it is. more. Yeah. Before we get into the plot, do you want to guess some Rotten Tomatoes, first and foremost? Absolutely. Go ahead. I haven't seen it either, so you guess first, and then I'm going to make throw my hat in the ring. All right, so critic. Yeah, the main one. Score first. Yep. Um, I am going to go with 54%. Fair. And by the way, that just the fact that you're rating at 54 just speaks to how lame fucking movie critics are because they're judging. And I anticipate it's going to be somewhere in that realm, and it's only going to piss me off because comedies just get crushed all the time, and I don't know why. What is the highest rated comedy that you've seen? It's probably something like funny people. I'm thinking <laughs> honestly, there is it's like a yeah. very like serious yeah. undertone as well. It's like, if you make a joke in a movie, you're fucked on rotten or tomatoes. If it's slapstick, you're fucked. Right. So like this, but if it's like, um, punch drunk love where it's like super, yep. Another Adam Sandler movie, it's super dry humor that, has jokes but it's mostly about like other serious drama yeah then you know it gets high reviews but oh so by the way my guess i'm gonna guess 60 you said 54 yeah i'm gonna guess 62 all right percent and then let's do audience as well so that you can guess that one as well audience yes. i want to say 84 84 no, I think 72. I have very little faith in humanity at this point. It's not what I would rank it as. It is think about the idiots that are going to take the time to rate this on Rotten Tomatoes. We have a new lowest record total on the VL podcast. What? 18 fucking percent. 18? One eight. Damn it. God damn Criminal. it. Criminal. Audience score, 51. That makes no sense to me. Audience get fucked. Get My, fucked. Yeah, I don't. 
There's no justification in either one of those numbers. 51%. I literally, I have, until tonight, I had never met anyone who did not like this movie. This, okay, here's the thing. And then by the end of the movie tonight, Anna loved it. She liked it at least. Yes, correct. Yeah. So my wife so, had yeah. ne- did not like this movie she her said, whole life. I think I remember watching this, and I don't think that I liked it. I hoping that I'm representing that. It is. Like, it's accurately. what she said. It's but, what she said. And then she watched it, and she was obsessed with it. She laughed the entire time. So here's the thing, dude. Last two movies on that we've done on this VL podcast have not combined over fifty points. <laughs> Little Giants was like in the 30s, and this was at 18. Maybe cracked 50, but barely on those two movies. So it makes me sad for the future of this country and humanity, dude. So I would like to make a point here that there are some movies that you need to watch with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of like slapstick um, type humor, you need to kind of feed off of other people because there's lulls in the comedy and you kind of like disengage where you need someone else to be watching and like keep laughing and your laughter kind of like feeds off of that. So tonight I think Anna, she said she watched it with her parents at some point, which like, just don't ever watch any movies with your parents. Never. No. This is one of those movies where you need a friend. As long as there's at least two of you, you are going to be laughing the entire time. I remember like in the sixth grade when the Austin Powers movies came out, (laughs) um, I watched that with my parents. And to your point, Austin Powers is just never translated for me still to this day because I initially watched them with my parents. Um. Okay, dude. Quick plot on this movie, and then we'll do the players. How do you explain this movie in a plot? There are fucking twists and turns. I know. Left and right. There really are. It's very difficult. I'm going to try anyways, yep. my man. Have at it. Darren, JD, and Wayne are best friends and Neil Diamond fanatics, as you and I already stated. Their lives are going well up until Darren begins a relationship with Judith. A tyrannical psychologist who forces him to cut his ties with J.D. and Wayne, his best friends. When J.D. and Wayne learn that Darren and Judith are engaged, they come up with a plan to kidnap Judith and hook Darren up with his high school sweetheart, Sandy Perkis. However, Judith is always one step ahead of the two bozos. Saving Silver Man. I think that sums it up pretty well. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. It was actually a little bit long-winded for a summary. Like, I'm thinking summary, like, when you're on cable and you're going through the guide and you're like, oh, like... Oh, yeah, the info? Yeah, it's like, I think I've fucking seen this movie, but let's see it, and I have no idea what the fuck actually happens. This movie... You can't just go off like that little summary or the the little blurb on info on guide. It's got to be like word of mouth recommended by your bros and your friends. Yep. And once it is, you will not regret. And then you will recommend it to like 37 other people. I would actually like to see the theater numbers for this movie. I I can look it up. I don't know if it ever like showed up in theater, honestly. It was a movie that I saw in college, I think. 
Let me just go to box office mojo right now, dude, and check these box office numbers. You want to know domestic? Yeah. Dude, holy domestic. shit. Domestic. So it was nine, a $22 million budget. Nineteen right? four. Yeah. So it was negative. But it made 6.6 6 international, so it still turned to $4 million profit. Unless you bring in like international taxes and yeah, know, but with DVDs right. and all that, this movie <laughs> turned a profit. It was shout fine. out Natalie. This is fine. Shout out Natalie, his wife. Player breakdown. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jason Biggs. Yeah. First Amer- and foremost. American Pie, fucking a pie, dude. Yes, I actually Love wrote it. that. Got famous for sticking his dick into a pie in American Pie. What kind of pie was it? Cherry. It was cherry. Cherry. Yeah. Nailed it. You're good. Um, but when he was filming it, he did not actually stick his dick in a pie. Cool. Cool fun fact. Sorry, guys. Can you name one other thing? This is what we should just do on him. You name one other thing he's in besides Saving Silverman <laughs> and American Pie, American Pie 2, and American Wedding. Is there any other movie or show that you know him in? I know one. Yeah, I know there's going to be one obvious one because he was too hot after American Pie to not have more. He did not come out of that movie the most famous, though. The most Sean William Scott. Right. Yeah, he came Stifler. out. Stifler yeah. came out as the big winner in American Pie. Role models. The only other role that he's been in that I know of, Orange is the New Black. He plays the boyfriend in season one of the main blonde girl. You never seen it? No. Dude, that's a great show. Quarantine. Dive in. Orange is the New Black. You act like I'm on quarantine and I just have a ton of time on my hands. Okay. I have zero time on my hands. When you get some time on your hands. We haven't even acknowledged... I've got two kids. Oh, yeah. That's mandatory for Ben. Jeez. He's got two two kids. These kids define me now on this podcast. He's the pod father on this very VL podcast. Um, this is my third time. And third time. I don't even care. He's I don't ca- even care he if wants, I'm on here or not. He, Fuck you, Zerb. He wants to catch Zerb so bad. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> even care. <laughs> All right, dude. Second character, J.D. McNugent, a.k.a. Jack Black. Jack Black is hilarious in very specific roles. What is your favorite Jack Black movie? This one and School of Rock. See, I just never I I'm not going to take the bait on School of Rock. That's everyone's pick for him. And it, I just I don't know why it oh, just never came. Hold on, time out, time out. Tropic Thunder. Right, that was going to be a yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's Tropic Thunder, this, and Orange County. Yeah, he's in Tropic Thunder. He's addicted to heroin. It's right. It's, it's I don't know if it's heroin or like a. It's like a cocaine substance. I think it's cocaine. I think it's cocaine. But I think if you are a movie star, you do both cocaine and heroin. Because mm-hmm. you can afford both. Right. Like maybe like heroin gets like a little bit less of a high, but the cocaine kind of gets you real fired up. Yep. I don't know. I'm not a celebrity and I don't do either drug. <laughs> what? How do you feel about Orange County? One of my most 
honestly, I would say along with Saving Silverman is my most underrated favorite comedies of all time. I would throw Orange County in that mix too. I love Orange County. Underrated. I agree. A F because it's pretty much not rated. A lot like it's not right. talked about. So it's like same with this. So it so it's very good. And so here we go. Um, it's definitely underrated. I can agree. I can I throw another one in? Please. Underrated as fuck. Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this, but Robin Williams Jumanji. <laughs> no. I'm thinking of stealing Harvard. So I have seen a large portion of that a long time ago. It's so so. I like. I have good. no opinion on it. I don't know if I like it. But you do. It yeah. It's it's got a amazing cast. It just watch it. Stealing Harvard. It's in the same camp with Orange County and Saving Silverman. Underrated comedies. Um, dude. For me personally, Jack Black holds a special place in in my podcasting heart back in high school me and will s we used to do a lot of prank calls Mm -hmm. crank calls and did you ever do that where you would use the jack black soundboard to prank call people no and they're clips from like his tenacious d stuff and clips from his movies and then you just clicked on them and like Prank call the fuck out of people. So I'm actually going to put a little taste of it in. I just literally, I YouTubed this and just saw whatever was on there. And there's one where he's, or some guy's doing it on McDonald's. Here it is. Hello, McDonald's. You know how you got the six piece nuggets? Uh, yes, I do. Just, uh, can you give me just four nuggets? Uh, yeah, I'm just wanting the four nugget thing. I'm trying yeah. to watch my calorie intake. A six piece nugget or a four piece nugget or uh, a junior uh, Texas cheeseburger? A junior Western bacon cheese. And I'm going to go with a, a filet of fish sandwich. I believe it's called uh, Fish O Filet. All right, Cherry's Jubilee, and that's it. The Jubilee roll? We sell those. Okay. I've been doing cock push ups. What? Cock push ups? It's where you fucking lay down flat on the ground. What was that? Try to lose some of the weight. Slow down. I'm going to spurt. Ah, ah, sorry. Slow down. You're going to do what? Now, if you could take a Coca-Cola and just go half Coca-Cola, half Diet Coke. How about I take the Coca-Cola bottle and shove it up your ass? I bet you'd like that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's saying, like, cock (laughs) push-ups. Either way, me and Will used to do this all the time, just prank people back in the day when you were in high school didn't have fucking anything else to do and it was like one of the funniest things in the world it's amazing how awesome prank calling was but yeah it was also very very difficult to truly pull off when you actually got one to hit it was like the funniest thing ever because you had to say things that they would respond to and you also had to not just break out laughing because you're what 13 14 15 years old so it's like every like every thought that you have is the funniest thing that you've ever heard yeah so yes it's like just contain yourself just get through the fucking call so i had a big run with prank calling um <laughs> high yeah. school and then in college the first couple years of college for whatever reason like 
the IU college. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're still doing it like freshman year of college. One of the funniest things to do ever was just like, and it would only happen when we would be like blacked out drunk, and in college, and it would be like end of the night. And I'm you. You just ask the question of like, it has to be the perfect scenario. I'm gonna lay out yep. the perfect scenario yep. for you. First semester of freshman year at college, we pledged a fraternity. Mm-hmm. Sigma Chi. Yeah. Get fucked, Sigma Chi. Frat. So we made it 90% of the way through the pledge ship and then quit. We just realized 90% of the way through, we just hate all the brothers and we never want to be friends with these total douchebags. So we just quit. Perfect scenario for prank calls, though. We would get blacked out drunk, lay on the floor, just because you can't even, you're so blacked out, you just can't even sit up straight. And we would lay on the floor, set the phone on the floor, do star six nine because you still had flip phones. Yep. And would prank call people in our pledge class who we fucking hated, and that's why we quit. Oh my God. Acting like we were live out brothers, trying to get them to come pick us up. The most gullible audience you could ever. Like they are not going to question anything, and they can't hang up exactly because if they hang up on a on a brother, they're fucked. So we just had a captive audience for like forty straight minutes. (laughs) You'd say whatever fucking ridiculous thing you want, and they could not hang up the phone. (laughs) Anyways, dude, yeah. So just prank calls. God, I miss those days. This simpler time. Just simpler times. That's what quarantine does to you, man. Just makes you think about the simple times. <laughs> All right, dude. Next <laughs> character, Steve Zahn. Yeah. Now, Wait. you love this guy. Love him. Why do you love him? Can I steal your comment because we wanted to kind of talk about it? So, yeah. Yeah. Steal away. Steve Zahn, he is an actor that knows his character so well that he just goes rogue. And so there's a lot of. I think we called it secondary acting. Yeah. Like there's just stuff that you can tell it's ad libbed. It's subtle off the cup. It's very subtle and it is some of the funniest stuff in the entire movie. Like for, for sure. instance, him walking out of a room and instead of just walking out, he does like a little half skip at the end of the scene before it cuts to a new scene. And it's little stuff like that. That's just like, it's neither here nor there, but it's just some stupid little thing that he just threw in. So to your point, he's a perfect character actor and he's like a proverbial sidekick. He'll always be a sidekick. He'll never be a main guy. But also to your other point, he just plays himself essentially in every single movie he's in. He's always playing Steve Zahn. He is method in comedy. Oh, yeah. I like Like, that. Like he doesn't even realize what he's doing. He's just like ad-libbing stuff and just like reacting. And it is so perfectly accentuating whatever his character is at that point. Dude. So I think the only maybe method comedy actor we've ever had is Jim Carrey. Maybe we can add Steve Zahn to the list. Because my point is most... um, Method actors are like drama. You know, it's like, yes, oh, Nick right, Cage right, got yeah. into Ghost Rider. Hold on. Nick Cage is not method. <laughs> yes, he's method. Up. He's method. He actually fuck. is? Yes. Yes. But so maybe like, I should. Gone in 60 seconds, he's just like. 100%. Stealing cars on yes. the side. Yes. Vin <laughs> like, Diesel is method. <laughs> like, when it's time to film Fast and Furious, Vin Diesel goes to bed every night jerking off to just 
fucking car races. Well, I don't think that Vin Diesel jerks off. He's probably just got a chick with him. Good point. But he imagines fucking a race car while he's fucking her. There you go. That's method. So, you know, another thing about Steve Zahn is this guy just gives, dude. 150% in every scene. He's just giving. He probably has some of the most outrageous outtakes. Oh, my God. Of anyone. I know. Because, like, what ends up making it into the movie is ridiculous. And you know he probably did 25 other things. I know. That were completely screwed up. I know. Damn. It's like he hit, like, slightly just before YouTube became huge. And if he had hit 10 years later, there would be a million outtakes of him just ad-libbing on YouTube all the time. You know what movie I think of when I think of him? Is That Thing You Do. Mm-hmm. That was Which, the number one movie I wrote down. Not a comedy, and he's really funny in it. Totally over the top. He's I think he might be the bassist. Yeah, he is. Which is accurate, because bassist is always the weirdest fucking person in the band. By the way, in that movie, yeah, totally ends up with a pre-famous Charlize Theron at the end of the movie. Mm. So hot right now. Hot. Uh, last big character that we will do. Amanda Peet. Yeah. Judith. Mm-hmm. Judy. She is the bitch in this movie. She is the girl who comes in who ruins these three friends' lives by starting to date Darren and just makes him her total bitch. Um, okay. Let me list a couple of movies she's in, and then we'll get into the conversation about how you feel about her sexually. Yep. yep. Three movies I wrote down. Whole Nine Yards. Nude. That was her first big movie, and she went nude in that. No big deal. Look it up in your own time tonight. A Lot Like Love with Ashton Kutcher. Also love that movie. And honestly, don't like her in anything else she's in. Okay, now let's get into the main conversation we need to have. How do you feel about her in your loins sexually? So conflicted. Because she's one of those girls who I know she's attractive, but I just feel nothing for her. And damn it, I'm not sure if it's because she's the like raging bitch. She's a very like alpha type female and she's not like well intentioned. She's a horrible person inside. Are you are we are we saying are we taking her character out of this and we're just focusing on Amanda Pete, the human? No, the character. Okay, can we talk about her just as a human in terms of looks? All right. Just looks. She is not afraid to not wear a bra. Correct. She does not wear a bra the entire movie. Correct. Um, You have a thing with her eyes. Yes. Tell me about it. Here's the thing for me. Because I have a counterpoint, so I'm ready. Okay. I love... Okay, I got I to gotta compartmentalize this. Yep. Into two parts. One is just looks as Face her. Face and body. Yes. Her <laughs> as a human in the looks department. I love her eyes. I like her teeth, her eyes, and she has a nice smile. She doesn't smile much, though. She has a resting bitch face. Yep. That transitions into me analyzing her as a character because she is a bitch. So she was probably cast because she has a resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. I personally love, 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 love. I cannot reiterate that enough. Kids, I love a resting bitch face on a lady. And when you've got these piercing blue eyes... 
like Amanda Pete does, resting bitch face, and then a really nice smile when you do smile, all I'm thinking is, dude, <laughs> if I could just get in on that, make her smile like once a month, I'm so in. So, and how awesome is that when I actually do get her to laugh? It's like, damn, I'm getting the goods that no one else is getting because she's such a bitch. So piercing blue eyes are really awesome until you get the look when you know you fucked up and you're going to fuck up a lot. Yeah. And so those piercing blue eyes are terrifying. Yeah. I don't want to date. Like there's no way that I'm going to be sleeping in the bed with her for the next week. Yes. Not so, a chance. I agree with you. You, you don't want to date this bitch. No, no, no. Yes, those looks will kill you, and she. there's a lot of other shittiness that goes along with it. So I 100% agree. I don't want to date her. I, one, would love to have sex with her once, mm-hmm. just like accomplish that really hard goal and have sex with her once. Yep. And then, two, I'd really like her as like a ride-or-die friend, but that's it. We, she would do all the fucking dirty work. Yeah. Like, if you told her about some girl oh. like doing you wrong. Yeah. And she was on your side, she would go after her. Yeah, like she would hey, crush her. Hey, hey, hey. This fucking bitch, she took credit for this thing I did at work. She didn't even give me credit in the email. She didn't even say like, hey, shout out. <laughs> shout out to fucking Wind, the VL boy, the podcaster for like hooking me up with the sweet TPS reports. <laughs> didn't even fucking say it, dude. And then, yeah, my bitch Amanda Pete friend just, like, goes up to her and just, like, yeah. fucking writes her a new butthole. But then that's such a ride or die that you can't fuck her. No, no. I don't want to. Yeah, these are separate. In one sense, yeah. I just want to have sex with the mean bitch. And then this other sense, we never have sex. But, like, I like having you as a friend. I'm going to have sex with her and then not call her back. Yeah. Cool. And then cry. Because... She's scary. <laughs> I got to say, resting bitch face is a quality I do look for in my lady friends at the workplace. Most of my lady friends, like Megan O, my best lady friend at the workplace right now, she kind of has a resting bitch face. What up, Megan? You've been on the pod a couple times. You know this. And I love it. She's like mean. If you still have the resting bitch face at work, you're proud of it. And yeah. you should be. Yeah. Like it's, it is, it's what you do. And you're really fucking good at it. It's the best. Like, I, I give a lot of props to that. All right, dude. Should we now get off of characters? We spent 40 minutes before we even get into this 40 movie. minutes? Yeah. You're kidding. No, but this is good. Just quality A plus grade A content. See the movie, guys. See the movie, kids. Let's yeah. transition into the movie with a little Neil Diamond fitting. We get into the movie, three best friends, three Neil Diamond fanatics. And I thought the the stage was set perfectly on these characters just based off how they introduced them in high school. So Wayne, a.k.a. Steve Zahn, third string quarterback <laughs> with a mustache <laughs> in high school. 
So he's got a mustache. He's the third string quarterback. Explains him perfectly. Jack Black is the mascot. <laughs> the high school he's like, mascot. He's like an eagle or something like that? Yes. And then Darren. This is even more perfect, this pussy. Darren. What's his name? Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs in this movie is the biggest pussy I've ever seen in my life. So Darren is a cheerleader on the cheer squad. <laughs> Again, all these characters with what they're doing in high school explained perfectly. I have no idea how they're all best friends, but somehow they are. Um, it's explained because they all like Neil. Oh, yeah. It's it's just literally solely the Neil Diamond connection. Only Neil. And by the way, we have to keep talking about Neil Diamond because at the end of this movie, that comes back in a big way. Yep. So just know Neil Diamond is relevant. It translates also into later life because Wayne and JD are still fucking idiots. Wayne, his full-time job as an adult is... Small business owner. A small business owner. Give a little bit of credit there. However, the small business he owns is pest and rodent (laughs) removal. (laughs) This is like gophers, coons. Gophers, coons. He does it all. (laughs) He removes them all. Um, and then JD is working his way up the assistant manager chain at the subway restaurants. So he is the temporary assistant manager of training. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he says that he graduated from college. He went to Subway University, which is fucking awesome. SU. SU. Yeah. And then. After we introduce ourselves to all those characters, I want to introduce Judith with a little tunage. Come my baby, come come my baby, you're my butterfly, sugar baby. Come come my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar baby. Fucking dude, <laughs> Judith walks into this bar as we get introduced to her. Like struts in like the biggest bitch I've ever seen. It's amazing. Resting bitch face like on cocaine steroids. It's this she lady walks into a bar, sits down at a table for four, and then pulls out a book. And orders scotch on the rocks. Uh huh. And just reads. Right. Just inviting, inviting gentlemen to come up and say, hey, how are you? Is this seat taken? Guess what? It fucking is. She's such a bitch that she yeah. literally went there just so she could do that setup and then turn dudes down. Cause like, God, that would be so fucking cool to do. If well, you were that hot and if you were female, that would be so gratifying we'll never know never know we'll never know what that feels like it would be amazing to have that sort of power ever in my life and i'll never know it because i don't have a vagina (laughs) (laughs) so she's such a bitch dude and i love that that music that's playing when she walks in because it's just like as soon as she's walking in it's honestly like she's walking in fucking smoke you know it's like smokes around her it's like Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. She's like a butterfly. She's like sugar. the you hurricanes walking through the smoke football team, just about to dominate. Totally. 
Agree a hundred percent. Shout out that documentary on thirty for thirty about so Miami good. University. So good. Essentially, Darren somehow starts dating her. Hold on. So I think you're bearing the lead a little bit here. So okay. Wayne goes in and says, "Hey, I would love for you to meet my friend." Yeah. He's like, "You get the fuck out of here." Darren's like, looking no, no, for no, some no, pussy. no. He's a great guy, super nice. He works with old people. She's like, "Get the fuck out of here." He's like, "All right, fine." So he goes back to the table and he's like, "Hey, Darren, she really wants to meet you." Yeah. Wayne is a fucking great wingman because all he has to do is just give you the window of opportunity. And even though the opportunity is awful, you still have to engage with that fucking conversation. Yeah. And that's all you need. Because right. as soon as you're in that, you just go off feel. Uh-huh. And that's what Darren does. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Judith is this type A personality who's looking for type bitch. <laughs> She's looking for type bitch. And Darren fits that mold perfectly. So... They start dating, and let's just skip ahead for time purposes on this podcast. It works because she's type A, like we said. He's type B. Fine. We'll accept it. His friends hate it because she's now, like, controlling his life. So, And he has just been looking for someone to control his life. Is so looking for that. Just like all pussies, dude. (laughs) All pussies are looking for that controlling bitch to come in and control everything, which he found. So in an attempt to get her to like his friends, meet them, indoctrinate herself into the bros, and we get this first clip of her meeting Jack Black. Yeah, buddy. What's up, Judy? Judy, awesome to meet you. Judith. Judith. And a beer bong for the ladies? Uh, no. Totally cool. No peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Judy, Sorry. Come on in. Beer bong for the ladies. All right, so. And then he, like, chokes down this beer bong. Like, it's not even a very good beer bong at all. It takes him forever. I realized when we were watching this movie that, like, I can't do my normal thing of just weaving Jack Black clips in throughout the plot of me explaining the plot of this movie because it would just be every 13 seconds I would be doing another Jack Black clip. So just watch the movie. One, watch the movie, and if you want to recap, right now I'm going to give a recap of top 11 Jack Black quotes that I am now going to just play montage style for the kids. Dude, what does a mime look like when he's having sex? Anyway, it's probably like, I'm a mime, I'm a mime. (laughs) Mimes don't talk. Hey, what are you doing? Dude. If you get the nachos stuck together, that's one nacho. You know what? I think I... Yep, it's the lug nut. Fixed it. Please, have a seat. Fuck you, replacement friend! I'm gonna... Yeah! Yeah! Maybe she's a herm. (laughs) What? Yeah, hermaphrodite. Little dick, little puss. You guys have never killed anything in your entire lives. Oh, yeah? One time I was driving... This squirrel ran out in the street, and I ran over him. And he didn't die right then, but he was limping and stuff. I'm pretty sure he died right after that. Have you ever had a girlfriend? Yes. 
Have you ever fantasized about having sex with a man? Which man? Any man. You mean like a tall man? Sure, whatever. Because I don't like tall people, they bother me. Have you ever fantasized about having sex with any man? Any man at all? Does that include celebrities? Wayne, I'm gay. Judith got me in touch with the inner JD. Oh, how'd she do that? She listened. Unlike other people who've known me for years and have ignored all the telltale signs. Like what? Like my obsession with Bette Midler. My preference for track lighting. Oh, and the fact that I like sucking dick. What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the most iconic one. I've said that, fact that so many times. Needless to say, you could just do this entire podcast is just Jack. Black I only quote. know the Air Force signals, <laughs> which the Air Force definitely yeah. does not have signals because they're in fucking planes. Yeah, planes. yeah, yeah. Again, so, just like, subtlety, dude. My ass off. That's just pure subtlety. Jack Black crushes in this movie. This is why, for you and I, it's in our top three Jack Black movies with Tropic Thunder and Orange County. Yep. He slayed this movie. Anyways, Judith meeting the friends did not go well. She hates them. It ends... The old sweeper Yeah, it ends with... <laughs> Take my seat. They go to watch a game, and the couch flips her over, and she's just covered in, like, salsa and nacho cheese shit. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah game over for judith liking their friends so to explain how not great the relationship is between judith and darren's friends should we play the clip of their fun levels going down yes oh yeah so yes look we don't think she's right for you break up with her yeah she's ruining our lives and yours and this graph should illustrate our point look before Judith, our fun level was at an all-time high, 93. It is now an 8. Band numbers have plunged dramatically as well. Girls, never very high at 9, but look now. 2. This has obviously led to increased whacking off. I'm chafing. Love this scene, dude. This is like the best scene. I know you love it too, right? So I feel like every group of friends should have a graph. Just like an ongoing graph of like, where are we? How are the girls? How's the fun? And how is the wanking off? <laughs> Can I just be brutally honest? Look, are we wanking off too much or not? All right. <laughs> what, no, we're going to be fucking wanking off too much. What I will agree with you on 100% is if you are not like in marriage zone yet and you still have roommates, you're either in college or you're just out of college and you have roommates. When your friends start dating girls if there's one in there that you do not like it throws the entire friend crew off absolutely and that graph is perfect because it's like yes not only an increase in wanking off correct but also (laughs) decrease in fun levels and when you're not married and like in real life yet and you're just hanging out with your friends the decrease in fun levels is like no bueno fuck no Huge. And you also are all kind of like in it together. So when your friend starts dating like a total bitch, it just ruins all of your lives. So my question to you is, have you ever had a friend and it was probably like in college or something, unless there's someone of us now who's got a wife who sucks, Dak. Have you ever had a friend who like 
was dating someone who everyone was like, dude, she sucks. And then you actually had to like have a conversation with them. So I never ended up having the conversation, but everyone had the conversation behind his back. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of that. Yeah. Like that's a given. And that person never ends up getting married to the person that sucks because at some point everything's going to come to a head and Hey, you're going to get like really drunk one night and someone's going to slip up and then everyone kind of like piles on like, Hey, she sucks. Yeah. She sucks. She She sucks. sucks. She sucks. Do not marry her. Do not get engaged. Yeah. So that has not happened to me. Thank God. So, you know, Jason Biggs said this movie to him was about like your girlfriend telling you what friends you should have or shouldn't have. Correct. That was his stance. Yes. I think it's more about the friend on friend dude dynamic trying to have conversations with their friend about a girl that sucks and you trying to tell your friend who we should or should not date. And my story about that in college, me and all of our friends were like, all right, dude, we're all making a pact right when we start college. We're like when any of us starts dating a girl, if any of us find out that anyone is being cheated on or like anything shady or shitty is happening. You all have to tell me immediately. We all made a pact and we found that out in college. One of our good friends and we had that conversation. She was over staying over for the weekend. We were sitting there and his girlfriend went to go on a run and we looked at each other. Me and my friend looked at each other and we were like, all right, now's the time. Now's the time. Let's grab him and like tell him that like we think she's been cheating on him and, sh- and shit now. And I remember, dude, we grabbed him and started telling him, like, dude, we made a pact. Remember, like, we, we're best friends, dude. We got to tell you. This is not me. This is not me. This hey. is a fucking pact. Hey, man. dude, don't. It's not my fault. Dude, don't kill the messenger, messenger man. Bro. And then I just remember thinking, I hear the steps coming up the front porch. I swear to God, this is like fucking 10 minutes in. I'm like. It's the shortest jog. What the she's fuck? She's faking it. She's not actually Did she in jog? <laughs> Did she sprint or jog? I, it feels like she sprinted around the entire block. She went to go get a pack of cigarettes and just sprinted back. And That's we it. had pulled him downstairs and sat him down at the kitchen table. And when she came back from a run, it was clearly like she walked in and it was like, what the <laughs> fuck did I walk into? And I remember our friend who was being told this news looked at her and she must've known something was up. And he just goes, just go upstairs. I'll be up in a minute. Cause we hadn't finished telling him all the details. Damn. And then me and our other roommate were just like, she went upstairs to shower or whatever, knew something was fucking on. And then I just remember me and my roommate, we were like, get the fuck out of here. And we just like bounced. We just like left and let them stay back and like deal with all this shit. You should have hung out. No. Yeah. No, no. Should have hung out. No, because then it would get into a whole thing of like her yelling at us and saying, fuck you idiots. Fuck you guys. And all that stuff. And it was just like, this is not between us. This no, is between but for the story, you yeah. should have just hung out. Anyways, tangent aside, that's the only time I've experienced that situation where like someone of your friends dating like someone who sucks. Yeah, that doesn't really happen. You end up. Like, whoever is dating the shitty person ends up figuring out they're really shitty. Long term, it's not a big deal. 
But in the moment, it's like, don't you fucking do this to us. We need you right now. A hundred percent in this story I just told, our friend would have eventually figured it out on his own. Oh, you're, you're just trying to get ahead of it, you know, because you're yeah. friends. So you're like, hey, he could figure this out and get cheated on like 10 more times and figure this out in a year. Yep. Or we could just nip it in the bud right now and let him move on with his fucking life and go on to someone cooler. We can get our guy back and we yeah. can just fucking hang out and play video games. Yes. So to bring it back to this fucking movie, dude, and this very podcast, this transitions quite perfectly into this week's MCITW. I'm so interested in who you're going to pick because I don't know who I hate in this. First and foremost, okay. this is brought to you by our fine sponsors from Wicklowware, W-I-C-K-L-O-W-Ware. Be free and explore. Get all your outdoor gear at Wicklowware.com. Type them promo code VLA. Check out get 10% off of your order. That's $30 on the baseball tees, $20 on the tanks, $40 on the hooded sweatshirts. Get out his kits for all of our swag. Be free and explore. Ben has the swag. Ben loves the swag. He's a guest on this pod. I would trust nothing but the most comfortable swag on Ben's nipples. Ben, do you agree? Your nipples need good swag. Absolutely. My nipples have been very cold recently, and they have been very comfortable in the Wicklow, where W-I-C-K-L-O-W. <laughs> and more of that, good read for our sponsors. I'll tell you, this movie, it could go to no one else. His name's got two R's. It's got an A, it's got an E, it's got an N, and it's got a capital D for douche. Darren. Jason Biggs. Do you want to know why? I, I list it out. I, I fucking knew that you were going to be a like obsessed over hating how big of a bitch he is. Yes, but if he's not a bitch, there's nothing to do. Look, in the movie. I love Biggs. You love Biggs. You love him. I love him. I fucking love him. But in this movie, Darren so bad. is a fucking pussy. Kids, he's a pussy. This I was can't like the most obvious MCITW and I was so blinded <laughs> by my love for this movie. It was like, who could you possibly fucking hate? Oh yeah, the one guy who sucks the most. Sucks the most dick. God, he's he's blind well, as fuck. Um Jack let me Ryan just list gay, a couple so. of things he does in 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 being a pussy. He <laughs> goes to therapy three times a week, two hours at a time sessions. Who's his therapist? Judith. <laughs> such a good plot point he grew up as a male cheerleader he waxes judith's legs on a weekly basis his wife or his girlfriend does not shave her own legs he waxes them weekly for her supportive i like it he gets zero sex she does not have sex with him the only sexual activity that he's allowed to participate in with his girlfriend is him eating her out him going down on her it's awesome and it's just great it's just such a good point (laughs) the writing in this like you can tell it was like a bunch of guys sitting around in a fucking room what makes a dude just like yeah like what how is he gonna be the biggest bitch ever? <laughs> yeah it's like then, oh no no he literally does not get blowjobs does not get to have sex <laughs> yeah. does not get hand jobs all he has to do is just go down on her and then masturbate himself 
It's fucking awesome. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's like dudes writing like, that's what makes him a bitch. He gets no pussy. He beats off a lot. And then just like, oh, by the way, the last thing I just love, this little nugget that they threw in to make him a bitch. Can't swim. (laughs) Can't fucking swim. This guy can't swim. He falls into the water. And he has to have uh, his other girl, like Sandy, come in and fucking save him because he can't fucking swim. I have swim. never met anyone who can't swim. And there are so many fucking movies where people falling into water. It's almost like the only people that fall into water can't swim. Yeah, true. That's and so then, true. And then also, it fucking bothers me. But every time they always wash up onto shore, you're on a fucking pier. Like, just... Climb up the ladder. Yeah. They always wash up to shore. They always go up to shore. It just bothers. It's a little nugget. I get it. It's like move away from the scene, but it just fucking bothers me. Does it bother you as much as like another cliche in those scenes is there's always water that they have to choke up 100% of the time. If anyone talking, he was talking and then he spits up water. It's like, Hey, if there's water in your lungs, you're not talking. And Sandy's about to kiss a medical professional, but yes. So with that, all those reasons, Darren and where's the worst of the week. Be free and explore brought to you by Wicklow where and get fucked. Yes. Okay, dude. Is it time? For the dude's plan on how they're going to end this relationship for yes. their friend. Yeah. It's time to fucking kidnap Judith Clip. She thinks this game is over. It's not over. No. Ah. We are taking this into overtime. Come on, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay, strategy session. Darren loves Sandy no matter what he says. Definitely. That is why we have to intervene. Yep. And fix the problem. Definitely. All right. Yeah! We're gonna kidnap Judith and set Darren up with Sandy! Yeah! What? <laughs> Coming in, yeah. <laughs> Coming in, yeah. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> By the way, we, we're, we're still good on time. We're only an hour in. We got at least 20, we got 20 minutes to wrap this up. So I think I actually have the longest pod so far. Yeah, was my first one. It was on Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. It's like an hour and fifty minutes. No one got there except me because I was like, I hate my voice. I can't stop listening to it. Ben's getting nervous because he's got two kids and it's eleven p.m. at night. This curfew goes into effect at midnight. It goes into effect where we're on lockdown. So we got twenty minutes to wrap this up. But yes, it is hilarious that the longest pod in VL podcast history is on an episode of Laguna Beach. I got opinions that have to be heard, bitch. All right, dude. So they kidnapped Judith. Wayne and JD, a.k.a. Jack Black and Steve Zahn, they kidnapped Judith. That's their solution. They're just going to kidnap this chick. (laughs) They convinced Darren that she killed herself. They kidnap her. (laughs) And their plan now is to bring his high school sweetheart, Sandy Perkis, who is a smoke show. Smoke show. They're going to bring her into the picture and like get Darren to be sidetracked by her so he forgets about Judith and all that shit's behind them. How do you feel about Sandy from a looks perspective? Because she is so attractive. So before I did any sort of research during the movie, she is 
unbelievably attractive. Curly hair. Uh, check my fucking boner boxes. <laughs> she has great boobs. Oh. She is. She looks very, very smart. Oh, she looks so smart. So Such smart. a good point by you. So, with that said, I looked up. She was 30 years old when this was filmed. She was born in 1971. So, she is at this point. 47. No. 48. Yeah. 48 years old right now. I'm not going to age shame. She looks incredible. She looks so good. Dude, I wrote down the only thing I wrote down on her. Fuck Judy. Yeah. Dude, just be with Sandy. Sandy's the one. Only thing I wrote down on her. Greatest side boob I've ever seen in a movie in my life. So after... Taryn gets tossed into the water on the pier. They have to go to a laundromat and they have to get all their shit dried. Oh, and oopsie, she's like, "Oh my gosh, like, here's like your underwear and stuff." And oh. so much tension, kid. Oh, what do you There's cut it with, Ben? Oh, fucking spoon. Oh my god, you cut that tension with a spoon, kids. It's so sexual. They show side boob on Sandy Perkis. Um, what do you think? 34C. So this was the unrated version, which kudos to you. Thank you for how, that. How chauvinistic it sounds when I do that. 34C, thank God. <laughs> By the way, do you know what the numbers mean? No, I'm so confused. <laughs> I, 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 well, hold on. Let's break this down. Let's two dudes sitting here trying to figure oh, out what bra sizes mean. God, I cannot wait for my wife to hear this. All right. She's going to kill me. A, B, C, that's talking cup size. Yes. Size of the breast. Yes. 34, 32, all that yes, stuff. Now breast. we're talking like chest size, like width. Yes. Like, for instance, if I wear a 40 in a uh, suit jacket. Yes. That's what we're talking when we say 34. It's chest width. So a 34C. Those are nice boobies. But it's not necessarily bigger than a 32C. Correct. I understand that. All right. I did not understand that for the longest time. Yes. Until I was... I was politely corrected. (laughs) I didn't understand that until I was about... Oh, man. Like a... Yeah, just like a 50 double D sick. Oh, that's, that is, that is a very stocky stock. That's stocky. Body type. Yes. That's a You're a linebacker. Lady. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, 34 double D. Oh, boy. We're talking. Now we're talking. Oh, boys. So we are completely ignorant about this. Yes, we're idiots. And we're, this is all for your entertainment purposes. Okay, so now to get back to the movie, what the boys do is they go to their high school coach to figure out what they do with Judith because now they've kidnapped her. She's in their fucking basement and Darren is convinced that she's dead. So they go to coach for some advice. Now, the coach in bringing him up is my first nominee in the Ryan Phillippe Practice Hero Award of the Week. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here, we're in here talking about practice. 
we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. Practice? I mean, how silly is that? Ryan Phillippe Practice Hero Award. First nominee is Coach. And again, this is the award that's going to the guy or girl who's just doing way too much. Now, this is the first guy I've ever put on the Ryan Phillippe Practice Hero Award list that I've actually like not wanted to because <laughs> Coach in this movie is awesome. They ask him. Killer. They, yeah. Yeah. They ask what they should do with Judith. Like once they kidnap her. And this is a clip of just what he says. Well, Coach, we need your advice. Okay, shoot. Darren fell in love with this girl, Judith, and we kidnapped her. Kill her. Okay, just wait a minute, let me finish. So, we screwed up, because now she knows who we are. So we can't let her go, or she'll turn us in. Is that it? Is that everything? Yeah. Hmm. Kill her. Whoa. <laughs> Kill her. Kill her. As he's already in jail for killing someone. So this is Arlie Ermey. Uh He's amazing, and he plays the exact same role in any movies. And I Which, love like, him. how awesome would that be to be in Hollywood and just literally not have to try to act in oh. any different way? Just fucking do exactly what the hell you're doing in every single role that you've done. Like, look, you are a character actor. We need you to just... Do it. You're an army sergeant. You're like, okay. You're perfect. an army sergeant who yells at people. By the way, that's what he just did in life. He was a real life like army sergeant, and then that's what, yeah, that's why I think he was cast in like platoon, and that's okay. what he got yep. famous for that role. And then he just plays that guy, even when he's a high school football coach, he's still just playing the platoon army sergeant. Right. So all he has to do is just keep the same fucking haircut. And do the same thing that you've been doing for the last 20 years. Yeah. God, that's incredible. Yeah. So I that hate... is the life action. Now think about this because you're going to be choosing the winner of the Ryan Phillippe practice here award of the week. Yep. I don't love putting him on here, but here's the thing, dude. He is on there though. He's on there because yes. he's doing a lot in every scene. He's doing way too much. Now it's not to say that we hate these guys all the time. Normally we do because they're practice heroes, but like a Ryan Phillippe sometimes, sometimes we like a Ryan Phillippe. Mm-hmm. Like, name a Ryan Phillippe that, that we like. Cruel Intentions, Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> oh Love him. Love him. Love um, what's that movie he was in with that guy? Uh, MacGruber, Ryan Phillippe. Oh Love God. it. And MacGruber, kids, if you have not seen MacGruber, watch that fucking movie. Watch it with other people. That's yes. another movie where you have to watch with others. You cannot watch it by yourself because it's very, very fucking strange. Correct. So, all right. So, again, right. it's not to say we don't love Orion Philippi at all times. Number two. That means two. Number two on this list is Sandy's head nun mentor, a.k.a. Mother Superior, who's doing power squats and bench pressing at the convent. <laughs> I also wrote down her old lady whiskers are out of control, which I actually, I just assume that convents have gyms now. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since seeing this movie, I'm like, you know, peace of body, peace of mind. There you go. So every nun that I see, I just imagine them going back to the convent and doing like squats and like, 
power cleans and shit. Yeah. And just to give context for the kids, Sandy is in training in like the convent to become a nun. So that's a pledge. She's a pledge to be a nun. Just to call it back to your story. And that's why there's like a a shortened timeline on everything for them to like get Darren with Sandy because they got to get her with Sandy before she like pledges to be an unofficially takes her final vows yes now third nominee on the ryan Phillippe practice here award list is none other than the guy who shows up at the very end of this movie mr neil all right Diamond. Good. all right because that was who i thought was going to get it the entire time hey you make the decision i know I'm so now choose. neil diamond to round him off Keep in mind, he did not want to be here for this movie. He said so himself. He did not want to be a part of this project. (laughs) (laughs) So it was clear, though, to me, once he signed on, it was like he was in. And he just like, hey, I don't want to do this. But if Neil Diamond is showing up to the movie set, Neil Diamond's showing up. He seems like he's someone who speaks in third person. Yes. Very regularly. So... Of those three, you got the coach who tells them to kill that girl. Kill her. You got Sandy Purgis's nun mentor, a.k.a. Mother Superior, and Neil Diamond, a.k.a. Neil Diamond. Who do you give the Ryan Phillippe Brecht Zero Award to on this podcast? Neil Diamond. Definitely the Ryan Phillippe. Overcoach? Yes. Of all the people you wish would do less in practice, you yes. think Neil needs to do the least in practice. Yes. Now, he was probably asked to do the most, but he ended up doing too much for not caring. Yeah, that's a good point. Just commit. You know, it's like if you don't want to be there, fine. Commit to not wanting to be there. I don't like the people that like go in and are like, Oh, I'm bitching. I'm complaining. I'm always complaining. I don't want to be here. And then it's like 30 seconds in. It's like, you're totally cool. Just commit, bitch. He's also in like a lot of scenes in the end of the movie. It's not like he was in like two scenes, which was going to take, you know, a day and a half and make himself look good because he was playing himself. He wasn't playing anyone else. Yeah. So (laughs) he was trying really fucking hard. Like, all right, look, this is my image. I am Springsteen. I love giving it to Neil because I was already saying having the coach on there, it was like I didn't want to put him on there. So you not giving it to the coach makes me excited in the pants. And Neil makes sense to me. Now, we need to discuss why Neil is so important to this movie. Judith escapes. She totally escapes. She gets back with fucking Darren. Darren is such a pussy bitch idiot that he decides, I'm going to marry Judith. Fuck Sandy. He's about to make a big mistake. Darren is a man of his word, and he devoted himself to Judy. Can I just say, there's (laughs) nothing worse than pussy dudes. I just want to reiterate that. It bothered you the entire movie. I just heard you like exhaling. I know. So many times. And I already gave the like, MC- Oh god. I already gave the MCIDW to Darren for being a pussy dude, but it's just something I see so much in life. He deserves 
another recognition. All right. I <laughs> can't need to come up with it. So Anyways, I kept going to I tell. Just, I fucking hate pussy oh. dudes. Um, all right, dude. No, I agree, though. It's. How do you feel about pussy dudes? Like, I just don't like. This is getting like. Uh, it's getting off the rails. No, it's just getting like. It's very honest. And I'm okay with honesty. <laughs> so I like to send over the pants dick pics. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think you are the. I think you know we oh, we give you the you we give you the moniker of like Pod Father, right? <laughs> yeah. What can we give you that's like dick pic related, like a moniker for this podcast, like number one dick pic sender Jesus. Ben J, number one like chub pic taker, <laughs> number one I do a full one eighty in the mirror, I bend over. <laughs> From behind for my wife because she likes it. Dick pic style. Oh, my God. Um, Podcaster. <laughs> if you guys have thought of anything, <laughs> then uh, slide into the DMs. That's Vicarious Living Podcast on Instagram. Vicarious Living Pod at gmail.com. Kids, any nickname you can come up with, Ben, for just like a guy who doesn't even really care about getting nude pics back from his wife. All he wants is to just send nude pics, dick pics of himself. If you have a nickname for that, reach out to us on the ground. I just delete those nudes as they come in, all right? I don't even want to see them, all right? Just fucking get out of here. No one wants to see that, all right? I'm so hot. <laughs> He's crying. Oh, crying at the thought. <laughs> should make it in. It should make it in. Just this is so bad. It's good. I'm crying oh. at the thought of you <laughs> deleting every nude pic you get from. Oh, oh God! Because <laughs> delete. You're, you're not in the game. Oh, that's inappropriate. <laughs> delete. You're not in the game. For like what you receive, <laughs> you're only in it for like the send. It's a fucking rush as you wait, as you wait to see that red message, man. All right, dude. Has she seen it yet? <laughs> she, does she have read receipts on your nudes? No, it's not. The game's gone. If she's fucking got a read receipt, you just don't know. All right, let's get back to saving Silverman. <laughs> Um, speaking of Neil Diamond, dude, most random ending of all time, Neil Diamond, he comes in, Ryan Phillippe practice award winner himself comes in to save the day with this fucking clip. If anyone has any objections, speak now. I do. What? Neil? Hello, my friends. Hello. Neil. Neil. Get to the part where we say I do. He fucking shows up. He stops the ship by starting to sing one of his cool Neil Diamond songs. It's good to love you like I do and to feel this way when I hear you say The only thing that could get Darren get his head out of his fucking ass 
was Neil Diamond. It wasn't his friends. It wasn't Wayne or JD. It was Neil fucking Diamond. And he does. Because I... I love Neil. And I love Sandy. And he saves the day. You're in love with this slut? I am not a slut. Sandy is my one and only someone. Hello. And it all ends very positively. Darren ends up with Sandy. JD just goes gay and gets with Coach. Total out of left field. And then Judith actually ends up hate-fucking Wayne, Darren's good friend who actually kidnapped her because she realized she needed to be with like a total dick in the end instead of a pussy like Darren. So it actually just... It doesn't matter how it ends, but... Just know that everyone ends up happy. You are going to watch this movie if you do it. And I'm dead fucking serious. Watch this movie if you've not seen it. You are going to think of these quotes at the funniest fucking times. We laughed the entire time. We're just cracking up. I think that was my key takeaway. Like we said, it's been been a long time since you had seen it, right? I hadn't seen it. You said it's like. It's like 10, good, 15 like, years. Yeah, it's like a good like 10 years. Which, yeah. I mean, you are a completely different person now. So different. So the fact that it has stood up to that. And how did you feel about it 10 years ago? Loved it. All right. Still loved it now. Yeah. All right. Good. So, again, when I saw it single in college, right. totally different walk of life. Now, married. The difference of seeing this movie when you're 20 versus like 30 is vastly different and i thought it was a plus when i saw it black back then and i thought it was a plus now i cracked up this entire movie all those jack black clips that i played on this pod dude are just like all quotes i still say to this day i would say the number one thing that anna said you don't even fucking know that they are actually from saving silverman i know how many times did my wife when she was watching this with us go oh my god you say that you shit say that all the time. time. I had no idea that it was from this movie that you say you are now going to be a lot funnier to her when you say these quotes because no chance. She has <laughs> no, there's a zero percent chance. There is no one on this planet who thinks I'm less funny than my own wife. She's disgusted by me. The old ball and chain. The old ball and chain is. <laughs> Not only does she not think I'm funny, she's disgusted by me at all walks of life, at all turns. And again, to bring it full circle all the way back, that is why I never sent her dick pics. Ben, MVP for this podcast. Who do you have? So I've been flip-flopping a lot, but I love Wayne so much in this movie. Steve Zahn. He's so... So funny. And again, it's that like secondary shit. So it's like you literally have to like watch him. It's a little thing. As like other people are like giving their lines, you have to like look away from them. And he is just making faces and he's perfection in this. What are you saying? Are you saying that life, it's about the little things? The little things are actually the most important of things. So what you say? No. Podcaster? No. About him doing the little things, like in those scenes, little baby things. Yeah, he's just helping everybody out. Little uh, baby things in the scenes. Yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, just like yeah, but it's like big things though. Big, big and things small matter. Big and small, kids. Steve Zahn is definitely it though. Yeah, Steve Zahn, you're the MVP. Congratulations. I love that dude. Anyone who just has a dead serious mustache, you know, the whole movie. I have no problem with him getting uh, MVPs from high school until thirty years old. That's power he just, he has a mustache, and not and in the eighties. Non ironic way, yeah. Non ironic and not in the eighties. Facts. Fully in the two thousands. <laughs> just fully in the aughts. Yeah. Ben has a thirty-four minute window to get home before the official quarantine goes into effect, and you will be shot and killed if you're seen out on the streets. I read that. Do it for everyone. Stay inside. Stay inside, kids. Coronavirus 2020. It's inflicting us all. Ben, thank you so much for coming on. Kids, you stay safe. You stay inside. Do not get the coronavirus. And if you do, don't give it to me. And definitely don't give it to any grandparents. Fuck you, kids. But we love you. And while you're staying inside, kids, it's late. You tuck on in. You tuck on in. Kids, you have a really good night's sleep. And Ben, thanks for coming on. Help us with our sign-off. What do you tell those kids? Clear eyes, full hearts. Do less, kids. Do it less. Do what less? Do it less. Do it less? Yeah. Do less with it, kids. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.